Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. Whether we chalk them up as a loss or a win, from pinch me to another spin, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. We will meet again in hell. It's my co-host, Evan. Kept my head down and moved till every friend I'd known was gone. Then one day, I was not alone on this podcast. It's my co-host, Saker. Wow. So you were alone for a while on this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing... I did this podcast for... God. So I was born in Tickety 2. <laughs> I did this basically... Gosh, the BNL was formed in what? 88? Uh-huh. So, yeah, Tickety 2 to 88, that's 66 years of, of lone podcasting. I did it before podcasting existed. I was just on a radio wave. <laughs> very like, impressive. You're ice, doing... ice road truckers up on, like, moonless nights would get my signal in upper Saskatchewan. You were doing Bear Down, which is the podcast that we talked about in episode one of this podcast where we just did this podcast over CB mm-hmm. radio. Is it amazing that we've come far enough in this podcast that we're reusing the concept of doing this podcast to ice road truckers on CB radio? Yeah, I was just reaching for uh, um, somebody who would be listening to a CB radio. Sure. Well, I mean, it's ama- I mean, we pulled the same reference. I bounce it off the stratosphere and get it like the set seti. Dish, oh. <laughs> the SETI dish. I so, could have gone that way too. Everyone doing those SETI crypto mining things is actually getting mm-hmm. uh, early episodes of yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. So, uh, it's all been done. Y- right. I mean, f- you had to have run out of content, right? No. For no, a no, while. No, 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 I mean, no. Bare Naked Lunch only had, what, like 10 tracks on it? That took you 10 weeks and then you were done, right? Well, but I've been doing it for 66 years prior to them even existing as a band. Sure. So, what did you do? <laughs> oh, we, we would speculate, man. <laughs> I'd be all over the place. I'm like, what do you think it's going to be when they actually exist? <laughs> Bare naked ladies. Do you think, do you think they'll actually be women? Do you think they'll be like golems mm-hmm. animated by pure rage? Do sure. you think they'll have skeletons? Do you think they'll go like all plastic in t- inside? Sure. Adamantium bones. Can I ask you? Uh, who- what do you think they'll use for money? What do you think they'll eat? They use their bones for money. Who were you asking these questions to? Uh, you know, the air. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Well, I mean, I'd ask the questions to myself and then I'd speculate. Oh, okay. Well, did you ever, uh, were you good at booking guests? Did you have a lot of guests on the show back then? Tons or? of guests. Uh-huh. Can yeah. you name a few? Uh, I had Ozymandias. Sure. I had. From the Watchmen or Classically. Classically, okay, the guy who built it. the giant statue. Okay, you didn't have Jeremy I had Irons. Ramses, uh-huh. the Great. Sure, you might have heard of him. <laughs> I, yeah, I have. I had a uh, anthropomorphic rock. Really? He was super chill. Did he have a name? Uh, didn't tell me if he did. Okay, cool. He made a grumbly noise because I had to roll him around. He needed a little bit of help. And then uh, I had a duck. I had two ducks. I had three ducks. <laughs> a lot of ducks. I, I was going through my quacking period where we would sure. just like talk just about Just a duck and... every week on the yeah. podcast. People were... Did you get a lot of emails? People writing in? Yes. Yeah. Uh, snail mails, I suppose, back yeah. in well, uh, I mean, Tickety 2. You didn't really have to. You just dreamed and I could hear your dreams. Sure. And and uh, actually Walt Disney too. We had Walt Disney. <laughs> so you had... The man, the mouse, the magic. A you rock, know. three ducks, and Walt Disney. Not on the same show. Oh, oh, And oh. Ramses and Ozymandias. I thought that was and... all one episode was yeah. everything you just said. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Okay, that was the star-studded, like, 100th episode. Uh, Christmas episode. The Christmas episode, yes, of course. Um, interesting. Yeah, okay. they couldn't, the Nazis couldn't shut me down in World War II. Sure, yeah. They tried. So, Disney, you had a very contentious episode with him. Um, eh, we didn't really touch on the politics back then. Oh, really? It was impolite. You used to be sort of a milk toast podcast where, because we touch a lot on the politics. Yeah, now. yeah, I don't. I think it's it's like taking physical form has really uh, grounded me in things I that are see. that are dangerous and sure. frightening. I mean, when you're just like a numinous, undistinguished like 
intellect Mm -hmm. it's hard to really identify with like politics or anything because you know like whether you're committing genocide or not it doesn't matter because everyone's just a collected waveform right so so the form you take is it's like it's like who cares if someone freezes some water and then it melts and turns back into water sure right I, I cannot wait for our fans to isolate you saying whether you commit genocide or not, it doesn't matter, and like set it to a techno beat. <laughs> and like the the uh, alright Evan you know, uh, song if we goes had, viral. If we had enough fans to do that, sure. I'd be worried, but you know sure. whatever. Okay, that makes sense. I think I've said enough on this podcast that you could isolate me saying all sorts of horrifying things. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Plus That's I'm, why I'm never running for political office. <laughs> because of the Bernard Good Ladies podcast? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um I mean and plus I've got the AI. I could make you say whatever mm-hmm. i want i can deep fake the fuck out of you yep. i kiss bears on tuesdays whoa I, I, yeah sorry That's dude. <laughs> uncanny <laughs> that was uh that was uh spontaneously generous. here's the thing you didn't have to actually do that because i actually do kiss bears on tuesdays i would have just said it well i know but i just go down wanna... to the zoo stick my head in the, the polar bear enclosure <laughs> get my nice wet lickery kiss i used to have a shirt that said i am not a bear and I don't know what happened to it. I lost it. And it makes me sad every time I think about it or see a picture of myself. I can make it. you a shirt that says that. Can you? Yeah. Give, me a, give me a marker and a shirt. <laughs> uh, not a fabric marker, though. Sure. Okay. Like a, like a permanent like, marker. Don't ever wash it. You, yeah. You, you made my son a onesie that said, <laughs> I am seven years old. And I washed it. And I did not realize you had just done it in blue Sharpie or blue marker. And uh, uh, every, all of his clothes were blue then, yeah. which was fun. That's I like called, that. That's a little trick for you. And that's why it's his that's favorite color. Trickery too. It was weird because like I took all the wash out of the washer and everything had changed. Mm. Um, everything was strange. Unlike this song today, uh, this week. <laughs> we had such a home run ready. Oh, boy. Our song this week is called Everything Had Changed. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. On the path of life I wish you well Divergent journeys We will meet again in hell I kept my head down and moved on Embo, everything had changed. What are you thinking about this song? What do you what do you got? What are your what's your first thought? Um sweet opening cello like i liked the or it's like a high it's either cello or high bass i think it's cello though oh i mean it starts with an accordion blast yeah right banjo and accordion oh boy The opening is so exciting. Like, it immediately... This is such I a... I have a note written. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, but please. it's been like three weeks since we, since I wrote the notes for this, but I have, like a fucking vampire folk ballad in a pub in the shadow of a creepy castle. <laughs> like, that's what I wrote about the opening, and I don't remember enough about the opening since it's been a while since I listened to the song to... to but it's it sounds like something that... like. A bunch of like Romani would play in like the shadow of a creepy castle. Oh, 100%. It's very like, it's strange and isolated and mm-hmm. haunting and fucking cool as hell. Um, I loved, I mean, the minimalism on this song is mm-hmm. stark. Um, you're right. It's just, it's banjo, accordion, cello, and Steve. You don't really need anything else. 
If the whole album was <laughs> BACS. If the whole album was like this sort of like almost blue grassy folk. Yeah. I think I'd be more down on. I mean, I, I don't, I don't not like this album, but right. I think that I enjoyed this. I read the lyrics to this song. Right. And I'm like, ah, fuck. As you do. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go, guy. <laughs> and then like, they're just, they turned me, Jesus, they turned me on this. Like the musicality is effing great. So much like, they're just such amazing musicians. Like I love the stripped down instrumentation fucking tyler's finger snaps and steven p stevie p and tyler doing their finger snaps. yes oh my god i wrote natural percussion is such a fucking delight oh it's so good those snaps are amazing i don't know if i would agree 100 percent that natural percussion is oh give me the hand claps give me the finger snaps i'll take a drum i'll take like a artificial percussion i guess everything had changed everything was strange everything had changed Everything was strange. When Give me those ass cheeks clapping into the microphone. Yeah, like someone drumming on their tum-tum. Yeah. <gasps> drum, drum, drum on the tum-tum-tum. That sounds yeah. like a great Someone fucking... just like breathing like uh, into the microphone like uh, on um, Straw Hat. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> like percussive breathing. <laughs> I want some like... Yeah. I, I mean, want well, you to do those real like there are There are a bunch of folk... So folk styles that use percussive breathing like sure. there's, a, there's a bunch of like i know for like the um like the finnick yoik chants and like uh, um i know that there are some nordic like northern karelian like uh, um folk musics that use like percussive breathing and like and like is karelian i thought that was a star wars thing karelian Cor- okay it's a star wars karelian okay or wait is, is it star trek or star wars star wars you, uh, you got it right okay okay yeah, uh, han solo flies a karelian corvette wow but that's what that's the Millennium Falcon is. A Corvette? Corvette. I thought Corvette a was... A Corvette is a type of boat. Ah, look at for me. For which the car is named for. I'm learning so many things. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised I knew all that. Is it weird that there's only one Millennium Falcon? Uh, there's probably thousands of them. But it's weird that we see... There's one for each Millennium. So many types of <laughs> one, ships. One per... <laughs> one per Millennium. Yeah. He got really... He lucked out on I that. I would be surprised if in the EU... Expanded Universe. Yep. I got it right. <laughs> I just said EU like European Union. I thought immediately, <laughs> but like I'd be surprised if in the EU there isn't at least another one or two like Corellian Corvettes that are yeah. junk, junking around. There's got to be, but it's weird that we see so many ships in the Star Wars. I mean, universe. it's just like a trash can lid someone took a bite out of. Yeah, what it looks like. That's real cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like all there's so many fucking every time you try to make a unique design. Like the Enterprise looks mm-hmm. like weird garbage. Yeah, it looks like a trash can lid that someone has stuck. <laughs> that somebody stuck two rockets on <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Wouldn't you? I, well, How yeah. else would you fly? <laughs> shoot, shoot a, shoot a uh, trash can lid at somebody with two rockets. Yeah. Some Acme Roadrunner bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of weird... Every time you try to make something unique in sci-fi, spaceship-wise, I feel it comes out looking like... Uh, how this wouldn't make any sense well, aerodynamically. That's, that's well, well, you don't have to worry about aerodynamics because you're in space. Oh, but there's no arrow. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're and right. Unless you want it to like go down into the atmosphere, which which Han Solo's ship can do, even yeah. though it doesn't have like an airfoil or anything. Yeah. Like, I don't how do exactly do? know how it does that, <laughs> but you know, it might just have like jets and shit well, on the every, bottom. Every every ship has to go into the atmosphere, or maybe I, it's a force. Maybe it's the force. No. If you're a spaceship, though, you could build it in space. Like, I know that, like, in Star Trek, they have, like, big space docks out in space. Yeah. Where they build spaceships. Okay. So you, it'll never... A spaceship that never sees ground? Yeah. Wow. You blew my mind. Yeah, it's like a... 
ship like an ocean going ship that's built in like a dock and then goes out you never, you've never like grounded or anything throw it up onto a mountain i was just thinking today there's no generation ships in star wars because you warp speed means you can get from anywhere to anywhere so quick yeah, right yeah pretty fa- pretty fast i mean ge- the concept of a generation ship is so cool to me yeah i don't know it's cool it's, it's kind of it makes me kind of sad a whole lifetime lived it's a bottle episode it's a bottle lifetime it's a bottle like gene pool yeah yeah i guess that's kind of weird i don't know i don't know i mean i hope that we're not in a situation where we need to use generation ships <laughs> i mean of course i hope i just want to read about them i want to look at them on a screen i don't want to be in a generation ship that would be i mean it's yeah, coming if it's really cool i was just talking with a uh, spacex employee over the weekend and he said elon musk is preparing to uh to to terraform mars and uh no. I don't know if he has the well, inside we scoop or we if wouldn't he necessarily is. need a generation ship to get to Mars. No, like we can get there. we can get there in a human lifetime easily. Yeah, okay. But after that, well, after where are we that go? nowhere because we can't we don't unless we come up with some much faster way of moving, <laughs> like really fast, yeah. we're not going anywhere, bud. Do you think like, science the distances are just so vast? Do you think science will solve the climate change crisis before we have to die? I mean, before we die. Before we die. Before we all die. I hope so. Right? Like people aren't doing shit about it. So I think that science is going to have to step up to bat and be like, I just put an umbrella around the world and we fixed it. Now we're dying of freezing. <laughs> hey, we're, we were reviewing a song for a little while. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we we stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm with you on the sort of like, I thought, I said the chorus of this one feels like, oh brother, where art thou sort mm-hmm. of song. Like, it, I, I don't know why, but just. No, it's it's got that folky stuff. Like, I mean, and I effing love folk. Like, yeah. Like. I mean, I just, just, it, this is like in my, like, should I fucking love, like, like Curtis Eller's American yeah. Circus or Pine Hill Haints or like. Oh, yeah. Pine uh, Hill Haints. Dead South, Otavo Yo, stuff like that. Yeah. This one, I, I, like, every time. Steven I, Seagulls. Every time Steven Seagulls. <laughs> yeah. Is that a modern band? It's, it's, yeah, it's a, a Finnish band that plays like, a Finnish folk band that plays like, they, they you probably saw the Thunderstruck one where that's like a folk music. Nope. We'll put a little bit of that in right here. <laughs> are trying to come up with punny silly names well they're just making they do they do folk versions of heavy of like not heavy metal but like metal songs oh okay sure like thunderstruck from okay. acdc and got you like got that. you yeah. like every time i listen to more of this song i came up with another reference point like i thought the the accordion like the accordion solo felt dancey mm-hmm. somehow <laughs> Reminded me so a lot of um, of Cass's theme from Legend of Zelda, which you have no reference point for. But like yeah, this one that goes do 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 do. do yep, the Star Trek <laughs> theme. That's exactly this one that goes ba 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 da da ba 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 like that. It's the Back to the Future theme. I remember it now. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> um, like there's just so many, and that the accordion solo has some. It's got. 
the produ- even the production on this one is sparse. Mm-hmm. Like the they left in Kev takes a weird like deep breath before it that they left in. It's a cool studio moment. The the like there's like equal levels for every mm-hmm. instrument in the song. Banjo is only coming through the left ear like they kept everything so fucking simple. Mm-hmm. This is so weird because I'm listening to this album mm-hmm. and Blam was something I listened to back in the day, but I'm listening to it again. I'm like, every fucking song on here has been good so far. Everything has changed for you. We, uh, home is the only exception, but like everything has been good to great. Yeah. I would, I would argue that Blam is, is becoming my favorite BNL album at the moment. Yeah. I mean, if this keeps up, if they give me like an upside, if like, I've liked all these. I haven't loved any of these songs, but like, I think on average it's gonna be a, it's gonna beat them out. But I, like, I think that if they give me an upside down later yeah. on, like something I can really jam to, Man. I'm golden. And I, it's got vanishing, so obviously I'm, oh, I'm on board. Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, somebody on the uh, on our uh, our our Discord was just talking about how much you loved Vanishing, and he was hoping to catch up on their show before Vanishing, so he can hear you <laughs> be excited about a song for once. <laughs> he didn't say that. That was my commentary. But oh, um, sad story. But. but uh, but yeah, man, I like Bank Job. I fucking love Bull in a China Shop. I fucking love like this song. I love. I am going ape shit. I stand. I stand a king album. <laughs> and this album is real good. I don't yeah. know. How about that uh, sweet Christopher Menengoni symbol roll into the bridge? I said that that was the only <laughs> thing that Tyler did. Like the finger snaps no, were that probably. That wasn't even him. <laughs> it wasn't? No, it was another guy named Chris Menen or Robert Menengoni. I thought you Menengoni. were just making up a stupid no, name. Nothing had changed. Everything was strange. I hold my breath. How do you know? Was it because it was on the liner notes? Yeah. Oh my god. That's nuts. So, so Tyler, the only thing, it's like a, I'll cut to the future a little bit. There's that, where we talk about uh, like the uh, other versions. Like there was that acoustic version. Um, it was pretty, there, were, there weren't Tyler, uh, just like the acoustic version, not acoustic version, but like a, a live version where Tyler is just standing on the stage looking bored for I saw that one. 95% yeah. of it. And then <laughs> just like leans up in the microphone, just snaps a couple times and then yeah. goes back to looking bored. I, I think Correct like why you're why are you even on stage man just go take get a drink or something <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but i think steve is credited with the finger snaps on this song so tyler literally does nothing in i this think song. steve and tyler do oh the maybe snaps. that's true yeah. the, ty, they needed to give ty a credit <laughs> to make him feel a little pat on the head oh, here you for go, this song. buddy oh feed him a little tie treat oh, oh i go tyler for tyler treats <laughs> um yeah like steve isn't belting in this song and this might be the song where i realize that steve doesn't need to belt like most of his big fucking hits, Brian Wilson, he's belt. Break your heart, he's belting. Like that. Break this... your heart's a big fucking hit. Yeah, absolutely. You don't think so? I think it was on my hits. <laughs> Maybe not. It's not like Brian Wilson or no. You're it's right. all been done. Yeah. Or but one I feel week, like he's always or... like coming out strong. Mm-hmm. And this song is just as good. Mm-hmm. And he's. I don't think he ever gets his voice above like a conversational tone, which is weird. But do you think that's diegetic because the song is about like some antisocial dude who doesn't really? So let's talk. There's some more stuff I do want to talk about with the uh, with the other stuff. But let's let's go into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said it was about an antisocial guy, right? Yeah. Um, what what in the lyrics kind of uh, made you think that? the literal lyrics <laughs> okay uh, um, let, let's just why don't you just read the first like five lines and tell me that's not about an antisocial guy on the path of life i wish you well divergent journeys but we will meet again in hell 
I kept my head down and moved on Till every friend I'd known was gone Yeah, okay. Like, I, I think On the path of life, I wish you uh, well with urgent chariots, we will meet again in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not urgent chariot. Uh, it's uh, it's divergent pathways. But yeah, absolutely. I, I could see that. But I don't I don't know. I, I feel like see, I felt like it was more than that. I could see that being true about someone antisocial, but I my read on this song was it was a meditation on therapy. Hmm, right? Yeah. So it's like Steve it's him talking about having burned every bridge and cut himself off from his friends and his family. But then, one day, mm -hmm. everything changed somehow, right? And I think this is some sort of maybe healing technique. Oof. But I don't think I, that's a very good read. And I don't, but, I, but therapy doesn't work like that. You're right. It's not a one day thing. It's not like, yeah, it's not like I go in and I'm like, oh, I mean, you have breakthroughs and stuff, sure. right? But you don't have like one that like, I mean, I, guess... I, I think it could be a situation where like he it's wakes work. up Therapy's work is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh shit, like. My life feels better. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, like he actually has that aha moment. And those do exist in therapy. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, you absolutely. realize something about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think there are other little hints in the song. He talks about, you know, I hold my breath and count to 10. You know, mm -hmm. hated it, hate it now, hated it then. But like, maybe that's a tool he's learning. Like, when mm -hmm. you feel these feelings, when you want to burn a bridge, when you want to tell mm -hmm. somebody to fuck off, hold your breath, count to 10, use the techniques we've learned about. You know what I mean? I hold my breath. And count to ten I hate it now Hate it and then um, and, and there's other Like despite the hopeful words I've said I've lived my life inside my head Myself, Despite the hopeful things I've said I live my life inside my head Maybe, you know, that maybe that kind of means he's just kind of going through like the rote steps of therapy without taking it too seriously until he hits this this breakthrough. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, I think there, there are clues that this is a healing song and not just an antisocial sort oh, yeah. of yeah. Um, song. I don't that know. Was my, my one question was a uh, hopeful or stanky was like the question I wrote down. <laughs> hopeful or is this a hope is it a hopeful song or is this just enough just more of like. Well, yeah. Like, I, I think that's a great question because I think change mm -hmm. has a connotation to us. Right. Right. Well, when, if, if he's changing from something bad. Yes. Which he is, seems like he is changing from something bad. The chorus, one day I was not alone. Mm -hmm. Everything had changed. So yeah, I think it's a hopeful song, right? Do you think there's a stanky read? I know. I just wanted to, I was just curious. And you think that the, the person that he's not alone with is his therapist rather than like a significant other or something. Um, so I, I feel like the idea of it being a significant other or a child or something is maybe a little bit too saccharine. Well, it's definitely not a child because if you are depressed and you have a kid, you're just going to be depressed with a kid. <laughs> like that's that's not going to help sure. you out, bud. Yeah, like yeah. do not have a kid to look for meaning, my friends. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, maybe he didn't realize that having a kid. Maybe the kid made him depressed. I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly possible. I mean, there's just like popular conception that like having a kid will like flush out your brain R with chemicals and stuff for whom is that a popular no, just like just like people will be like you know my life is uh, you know i want to have a kid and, and just just to change to change my life to care about something and things like that and that's true but like it's not going to kill your depression oh, or if sure. you're suffering from any sort of uh, other issues like it's not going to help you with those either oh, sure it's just going to make you super depressed absolutely and stressed out yeah yeah some a little person screaming at you nonstop. yeah for sure um, yeah, but I, but, but I'm not sure because I'm not sure how much this is diegetic. Two mm -hmm. things there. I mean, it's a downer of a tune. So I don't think if there was some like, oh, I found someone special and now everything has changed. Mm -hmm. I don't think the tune would be so 
Romanian folk music in the shadow of a castle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and also, I think, and I, this could be just me reading way too much into it, but when the harmonies kick in on the chorus, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it does imply the presence of another. But, but you know, I, I, don't, I don't see it being a significant other for some reason. Well, the reason. first two choruses are like light harms. There's like one other person singing yeah. with them. And then at the end, everybody jumps in, which yeah. I liked, which I liked. Yeah, maybe he finds so. a community. Mm-hmm. Then one day... I was not alone, everything had changed, everything was strange, everything had changed, everything was strange, everything had changed, everything was strange, everything had changed, everything. Uh, maybe, and maybe this is Steve talking about going to some. I don't know. Maybe he's in a meeting or something. See, this is a, one of the songs that I think I would have really, really, really liked if I didn't do a fucking podcast about it and have to actually like <laughs> listen and read the lyrics. Because I think if I had just encountered this, like, you know, as part of a CD sure. as I'm listening through and I don't have to like dig into what he's saying, because sure. God, I, I get how heavily depression figures into the lives of people suffering from it. Right. And I'm almost always to listen to someone's like willing to listen like to a friend or you know that sort of thing but i'm getting pretty depressed by songs about depression like <laughs> there's a lot like, of them there's a lot of them and i'm like ah, not again man yeah like, I, I, know. Get, I get that this is your thing this is your this is your muse right but i, I just kind of wish i had just you would just like uh like sing sung, sung this in simglish i think yeah. i would have enjoyed it more <laughs> be gola <laughs> minutanimo <laughs> perfect <laughs> i like I don't, I do you think if, if here's here's how you say you get past this, think of Steve as your friend, and then when you listen to the song, go, buddy, oh man, I didn't know you felt that way. <laughs> I don't think I'd still be friends with Steve if he was my Ooh, friend. Really? He seems pretty hard on his friends. Yeah, actually, I wanted to talk about a line in here mm-hmm. because he says, "I've seen it all before, a failure and a bore, but that's what friends are for." What the f- I had no read on that stanky leg. <laughs> I've seen it all before. A failure and a bore. But that's what friends are for. What? Did you ever read on that? I couldn't fi- I I listened to it multiple times and tried it from different angles mm. and I couldn't figure well, it out. Friends will st- in theory stick with you through even if you are a shitty person, I guess. But are you fail? I don't. I like. Ha, do you think someone has said that about him? Like I've seen it all before—a failure and a bore. But that's well, what friends are for. They call me a failure. I don't think Steve. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't think Steve could even think of himself as a failure. I mean, I bet he does. But like, that's stupid, Steve. No, yeah, of course. How I mean, that's dare the, you? That's the disease How talking. Dare you? <laughs> that's what depression does. But like, yeah. I don't know. But I just wondered. Like is I, it could be that's what he thinks about himself, but then the water that's what friends are for part just kind of made me like, huh? I, I I don't know. Maybe he's uh talking about how he's gonna leave the band. Maybe this could be this yeah. Could be it. This could be the last song we ever hear from. This him. could be, this could be the last song ever recorded. This could be we could never see Steve again. But then you know we have Pollywog and Bog after this, so yeah. that doesn't really match up. But yeah, like Steve obviously Steve thinks of himself as a piece of shit in this song mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of mm-hmm. but what do you think steve or or what do you think the friend did to make steve say i'll see you in hell 
That yeah. we know Steve thinks he's going to hell, but what the fuck did that other guy do that Steve was <laughs> divergent like... path? So Steve's just a kind of a depressed and he, he thinks he's a shitty person and he's hurt a bunch of people, and the other guy is just a straight up serial killer. Okay, <laughs> sure, that checks out. Or I mean, maybe I like that read because it's funny, and I'm about to no but you. Maybe maybe Steve thinks of himself as a piece of shit and he needs friends to be there for him. And this guy was like, he, this guy was in Evan was like, Hey Steve, uh, you're a little bit too much for me. Bye bitch. Hey, and yeah, Hey, I'm willing to listen to your problems, but you're an adult. Yeah. And so am I. And I don't have a limitless time and patience for and you. Then Steve said, see you, you in hell. See you in hell. <laughs> Our paths are diverging now. But, see you in hell. But this is a, this is a Cregan page and Robertson wrote oh, this. Cregan contributed to this. Yeah. So, so Ooh. I think this isn't just, this isn't just Steve like yeah. talking about how sad he is. Huh. So I think that might be what's confusing you here yeah. is like, uh, you know, that, the, that they're writing together again. And that might be that like, we will see like, uh, that's what friends are for. might be something just like a rhyme that Ed or Jim threw in, Yeah, you know, or Steve yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> I always wonder when multiple writers are credited to a song, mm-hmm. like if Ed was just like across the room and was just like, uh, 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 that's cla- what friends are for clapping his hands a couple <laughs> times eating chips and just like uh, eating uh, hot dogs on white bread sure exactly his famous power food hot dogs on white bread yeah. man i'm song tr- fuel i'm trying to put together the next album for my band and we have three and a half ish songs done now it's been two years granted i've had a kid but i can't find the motivation to write anymore i cannot fathom if it would be better or worse to like be locked in a cabin for a week and be like, this is our writing week. Mm-hmm. Cause then the pressure is fucking on mm-hmm. like, and that's how shit like fake nudes comes out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Okay. We got to come up with 11 tracks by the end of this week. Like, I don't know. That seems like such a, a, a difficult yeah. thing to do. I'm curious as to, I'm curious as to their writing process, how, how hard it is for them. Do you think they'll invite us to the cabin if we write them? Sure. <laughs> sure. Would you take a week off work to go visit BNL? Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know how I'd handle it, but yeah, I'd take a week off work. Sure. Oh, hey, speaking of BNL, <laughs> almost as if we were doing a podcast. <laughs> Kraft just tweeted something. Um, I have to thank a uh, uh, Twitter user, I believe Frizzlenil, uh, at uh, pointed me in the direction of this. Kraft just tweeted a hundred percent. Fake fur, 100% real Stephen Page. Can you guess what we're up to? And it's a video clip of Stephen Page and fake fur saying, this is finally happening. <laughs> and then, gotta be KD to 2420. So by the time this episode comes out, you'll know what's finally happening. But I, w- I don't right now. Do you think it's Bare Naked Ladies Craft Dinner? What would that even it wouldn't be it'd just be a new box yeah they just put out a new box <laughs> but you could have they like, just put out a new box 20 years too late there would be like shapes with ed's face and steve's face and that'd be great but it's not gonna happen <laughs> it's just gonna be craft mac and cheese it, it, I, in a box with like bnl on it how do or you something make dr- oh it's probably gonna be drums and guitars and because you they have the shaped like spongebob shapes and stuff mm-hmm. but like people's faces are too uh minute to maybe they've uh created a new technology <laughs> a noodle a noodle tech extruder a new extruder craft get levels of detail sure. heretofore impossible <laughs> they make uh artisan mac- macaroni pieces yeah wow it's like those you can get like your own like it's like a uh, 3d printing but they tr- print a noodle yeah oh my god i'm just 
I'm because we talked about this in the episode with Matthew J. They have a warehouse uh-huh. full of these that they fucked up and didn't get enough retweets to do, but they're gonna release them now anyway. Do you think you like if they did that, if they got to the point where they could like three D print food like that, that you could like sign onto a website and like load upload a picture and they would just print you out a, a, a mac and cheese version of it? Probably. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I, I I stood in a circle, myself and my partner, and they scanned I was just looking us. At, and you got like two nightmare <laughs> cre- creatures with like yeah. no faces. They and- 3D printed, but you could 3D print with macaroni, with pasta. I mean, you could 3D print edible things. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, you could do it right now, conceivably. Yeah, yeah but I think it would be like, like prohibitively expensive. Yeah, that costs 80 bucks. Oh, to get a whole box. A box of yeah, like, little, pasta, little pasta Yeah, it would be $80 for a box shapes. of American Ladies pasta that you would then eat. But yeah. I don't know if you're B&L's biggest fan. Yeah, it'd be cool to do it. Like, like you can go on the M&M site and they'll write stuff on the M&Ms for you. Shit, I'm surprised they don't do that already. They do. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, can, you can log on and I don't think you can write anything. Okay. But uh, um, <laughs> you can, you can sure. customize There's your M&Ms. Um, let me uh, uh, let me do one more hypothesis about what this song is. Sure. This song is about Tyler's entrance to the band. So Tyler was just mm. this guy, right? And then one day, he was not alone. Everything had changed. He forced his way into the Bare Naked Ladies, and his life turned around for the better permanently. Um, what do you think? Do you think this could be... That, like he's he's wishing his previous bands uh to meet again in hell <laughs> like as he surveys the damage the ashes of the damage that he's done because you can imagine that when tyler got with bno when he hitched his wagon to their train he probably just like did the double bird his old band said see you motherfuckers uh-huh. in hell i don't know i bet tyler had a pretty good parting with his old band he seems like somebody who wouldn't leave on bad terms even yeah. if he, even if he leaves on bad terms that's true you can't look back in anger on yeah, tyler it's, it's like one of those things where like 10 years later you're like wait wait hey fuck that guy but like at the time you're like okay yeah man see you later yeah i'll see you in hell too i heard that oasis wrote don't look back in anger about Ty." Ty, he used to be part of oasis and uh yeah that's my favorite oasis song too (laughs) is it really yeah it's wait it's their best one uh yeah okay i can't i I don't really know i know champagne supernova and wonderwall both of those are not as good don't look back back in anger yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's who's marcy marcy playground (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I wrote, God, maybe this is me taking too big of a swing. I wrote, this is the single most underrated Bare Naked Ladies song. Oh, wow. Can you think? Upside Down would be mine. That's that's a good one. I think, I think I don't know. Do I like this? No, maybe you're right. Maybe Upside Down is better. Fuck, this is a good fucking song. It's a good song. song. And if I didn't ha- if I didn't know the lyrics, yeah. then I would enjoy it. Pro- it would probably be on my list. But no. I find it so interesting the way you listen to the music. Is you read you read it as a piece of poetry first. Mm-hmm. Which is wild because that's not... I mean, I guess you can do music that way, but the music adds so much context to it. You oh, thought yeah. you would hate this one at first. So it right. kind of colored your view. Right. But bit. also, like, I... I'm desperate for content to do this. So I need multiple... <laughs> I need to, like, approach it from multiple angles. Sure, sure. And I can't... It can only, it only works one way. Like I couldn't listen to the song and then go back and read the lyrics sure. and, because uh, you know for me the the music would color the lyrics sure. more than the lyrics color the music. Sure. Yeah. This uh this song is the opposite of home for me. Uh, just like home, I forgot it existed. But then mm-hmm. when I listened to home, I was like, I could see why I forgot this one. I was like, how the fuck did I forget this song? Fucking the joy it produced was immeasurable. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like finding an an unreleased BNL song and being like, hell yeah, this song fucking rocks mm-hmm. i don't know i i was just i was all about this i this was a jam for me um do you have anything else about it 
Um, probably my favorite song on the album thus far. Yeah, really? Better mm-hmm. than Bank Job? I may. I think I was bigger. Way better than Bank Job. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some other versions of this song. We talked about the live version already. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the um the student film? No. Okay. There was some student who composed an original film to this song. It was very very strange. Like he he sees like all these forks and spoons. Black and white. And no. Like spreading ink spreads along a page. You watch a spider for eight minutes. No. Um, shadow. <laughs> a lot of shadow play. There. It was a student film in the fact that it didn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. But no, there was no shadow play. No. Well, you just, just have to really uh, understand how metaphor works. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes a cloud is just a cloud, but sometimes it means it's uh, uh, in on the ephemerality of life and how. Uh, we can we change to fit the situation we're in like water vapor and sometimes we're we're always there but sometimes we're invisible sure just like the humor of the situation is always there but sometimes you just can't see it yeah you gotta just like come on now now yeah exactly um the ships and dip five version oh the brothers cregan with the brothers cregan with ed Ed on on drums Holy shit, what a cool fucking, like, this is a neat, uh, different, yeah. it's got a loungy feel because Andy sang it. Yeah, you get what you pay for on the Ships and Dip cruise. Oh my god. The piano and the drums brought an entirely oh, different yeah. feel to this song they, that was so different. He was like way jazz, like Andy on like jazz piano yeah. and then Ed's like doing a funky drum beat. Yeah. So that it, was pretty good. It felt it felt totally different and I absolutely adored it. I thought it was so cool. I liked the original better. Me too. But it was cool after I listened to the original 25 times mm-hmm. to hear like a loungy cover of it mm-hmm. by mostly the same folks. Like also it's kind of cool that I could tell this was just like a let's get together in the lounge and sing, I don't know, whatever comes to our heads. We'll just do this song or that. So they didn't have a set list, mm-hmm. right? And then it kind of shows that Andy is still like listening to and enjoying the bare naked ladies long after his exit from the band, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. I mean, he's supporting his brother, but also he's like, Hey, you want to play that fucking like everything had changed song? I don't know. I find that neat that he's still a fan of something that he was involved with. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was no additional. I don't know what I expected yes, and. you to say there. Um, did you read the comments to that one? I never read the comments. So, 10 years ago, Moody Cat said, whoa, what was Andy doing in the beginning? He looked like he was having a seizure because if you notice, Andy's like grooving Mm -hmm. and then like Ed and Jim are just staring at him. That was replied to 10 years ago by Andy Krieg. (gasps) I was just getting into the groove and trying to convey it to the guys. Then Jim says, just sing it. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Cregan responded to this comment. Wow. (laughs) That blew my mind. I clicked on Andy Cregan's page. It's a bunch of like, girls basketball games i think his daughter must be on a basketball team and he <laughs> uploads all the games to youtube i don't know if he coaches oh, them nice. but like just puts them up on youtube so that the teams can watch them and see what they did but and they were all uh the names of all of them were french so <laughs> this is andy andy's living his best yeah, life he's excited yeah girls jv basketball oh. teaching a college class speaking francois yeah it's great fucking and play it I mean, on chips and dip when he gets a chance yeah that's what i want to do that's God. what i want to do with my life so fucking cool anyway yeah check out the youtube page andy krieg <laughs> if you want to see just one g on that krieg um yeah this was a i i i thought that was really neat um ev yeah anything else to say about this song no i'm done <laughs> i feel like you have to have Oh, there's one more thing to say about this no, song. No, I got nothing. Can you please just tell me what romantic comedy this song is like? If you had to guess, which mm-hmm. one would you guess? 
It's I a would recent say one. recent? Relatively recent. Past like 15 years recent. 15 years. So 2005. Actually, yes, exactly. Oh, um, I have, uh, they came together. Uh, I don't think that's from 2005, <laughs> bud. I think it's later. Be. I think it's like 2000, it's the early teens, but uh, okay. it's about the 2005 Judd Apatow 40-year-old version. Oh, Judd Apatow. As they say French Canadian. Sure. Yeah, the 40 year old virgin. Steve Carell vehicle. Steve Carell. Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Rosemary Malco, Seth Rogen, Elizabeth Banks, Jane Lynch. All the people were there. Jane Lynch was in that movie. Oh, yeah. She was the manager at their uh, record store or whatever they worked at. Okay, okay. It was like a Best Buy. Sure. So, how is a 40 year old virgin uh, like this song? Steve Carell plays Andy Stitzer. Oh, okay. The eponymous 40 year old virgin. Sure. Um, it was just sort of like the last gasp of like non-mainstreamed nerd culture. Mm-hmm. So like he's like painting. That's that's the one scene that took me out of the movie right away mm-hmm. is when he's like painting his figurines without a base coat. <laughs> it like it like visceral. I had like a visceral reaction to it. You fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to prime those, bud. What the fuck's wrong with you? But, the way I picture it, you are in the theater standing up in your seat. He doesn't have a base coat on. <laughs> oh gesturing my, to the other Holy members. shit. <laughs> Eating your come beans right the fuck in the theater. Eating my beans in the theater. No, that was uh, that was something about Mary where I just ate a oh. whole can of beans. <laughs> a giant can of pork and beans. This motherfucker eating beans. <laughs> Go ahead. So yeah. So um. So make like last. So like nerds as sort of like outsiders. Yeah, because in 2006, I agree. Then it became nerds. Nerds is cool now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like nerd culture is mainstream culture. So sure. like like figurines, comic books, you know that sort of stuff. Sure. Where. And I mean, you can still be a nerd and be an outsider, obviously, sure. quite quite easily. But like, you know, it's not. It, this is just sort of he's he's a weirdo because he is into nerd culture. But so he's got a bunch of work friends, and at a poker game, uh, they give him advice about you know how to date and whatnot. Sure. Like they all give him different conflicting advice, and it turns out that they're not giving the best of advice, obviously. But uh, the movie doesn't really age well when like Steve is tricked into you know visiting a trans prostitute. Yeah. It yeah. Doesn't... So re- it's kind of it's got some real rough. It, it, edges, but it also shows you how far we've come yeah, like oh, right. in like 15 years i feel like that was almost like yeah. well maybe after that but like obviously trans people are not treated super well these days but we've come far and so like at least both, in representation i think i hate that i'm making this but yeah. this film is nice to both ner- or this is the last gasp of both being mean to nerds and trans, trans folk so like uh he meets he meets a woman katherine keener playing trish mm-hmm. and uh she does like a ebay business mm-hmm. where she like sells oh, stuff on ebay right. yeah i probably haven't seen this movie since theaters but i'm remembering yeah, it yeah now. so like they uh it's it's a standard romantic comedy come together some miscommunications right he, she thinks he's just like a serial killer or something okay. because he doesn't want to have sex <laughs> but he's just nervous about it and uh all the secondary characters have little arcs too but okay. um ultimately like they eventually come together and get you know get married they came sort of, together sure they came together as he you know <laughs> again uh, the romantic comedy marriage is also the end all be all of a relationship yes and the reason why it's like this is because uh you know uh steve carell is like a sort of not antisocial, but you know sort of awkward and um you know he just sort of keeps his head down and moves and the only friends he's got are like his work co- co-workers right? okay so um and uh um so Despite the hopeful words he said, he lives his life inside of his head. So there's a lot of scenes where he's just like in his house, like playing with, not playing with his figures because they're all in boxes, but like, you know, arranging them or painting mm-hmm. stuff or reading comic books mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, things that he seems to enjoy. Yeah. Um, 
I hold my breath and count to 10. I hate it now. I hated it then. That's how he like approaches like sex in general. Okay. Um, oh, that's one of the things like his, one of his coworkers gives him a bunch of pornographic DVDs and, uh, uh, Trish comes over and finds them and uh, thinks he's really fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got all this weird... Masturbating to porn is no, the most no, like, fucked up. Like, oh, it's messed it's, up. Okay. It's like, I don't I don't actually even remember what the what the DVDs sure. are. It might not actually be anything weird, but sure. it's like, a, you know, to her it was. Sure, okay. So, um, Interesting. So he he ends up pushing her away because she, he thinks she's trying to change him. Right. Uh, so, you know, so it seems I must have won as I survey the ashes, the damage that I've done. So he's like, he's like, sabotaging his own relationship just to maintain his like nerd purity sure i guess and uh um everyone i've ever known is just as closed off and alone that follows all of the uh the various uh secondary characters like paul rudd's character is in a relationship and seth rogan's character is in a relationship but they're they have rocky patches and whatnot so there's all his buds at the music store or um yeah so that, that's basically pretty much uh i think there are two lines specifically that point towards a specific scene in the movie even i hold my breath and count to 10 hate it now hated it then and so it seems i must have won as i survey the ashes of the damage i've done i think are both in reference to the brazilian waxing, waxing. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh both the most famous the only scene i can really remember from that movie even right. though, as I'm reading on the Wikipedia now, it ends in a musical number. Yeah, I don't yeah, they, they sing the, they sing Age of Aquarius. That's wild. And to me. Uh, you can see Steve Carell's chest, which uh, even though it's been waxed, his hair has grown back. So oh, it must have been, weird. Okay, must have been much later, I suppose. Um, this uh, this Wikipedia page fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> they did they they stopped shooting because uh. Steve Carell resembled a serial killer too much, and the early footage was not funny. Also, Paul Rudd was criticized for being overweight. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. The studio was trying to shut their shit down. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, uh, I think that you've you've hit the nail on the head here. This is really a good read for you. This this makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you. I'm glad that I finally succeeded after so many <laughs> so many tries. I mean, I mean, you swing hard, but uh, but this one I swing hard even when no one's throwing me a ball. <laughs> That's exactly just take right. Take my bat out and just. Just give it a whack through the air. You know what? This this ended... You're right. This is the end of nerds being made fun of in culture. But it's the beginning of something perhaps worse, which is um, improv... People from Second City, actors, being allowed to just do whole scenes where they're like, yeah, well, you look like a piece of shit on your mom's logs. Or like... <laughs> where there's like the whole scene where they're like playing video. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, you're the uh, the gayest dude in gay town. Like uh-huh. these improv scenes where they're just like going back and forth. You don't remember this? It's like... A, must have. It was like a staple of like movies for like 10 years to come where you have two improv people in the mm-hmm. scene and you're just like, all right, why don't you guys just like riff on each other for a while and like say how gay each other are because that was like <laughs> 2005 comedy. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like that it that sucked. And I remember there being a, a very uh, uh, standout scene in this movie where hmm. they do that. Um, Did I like this movie? I don't think I did. I, th- I remember thinking it was okay at the time. I remember owning the DVD. So I Wally, guess maybe wow. I owned pretty much every DVD because I went to pawn shops almost every day oh. and bought $3 DVDs of things that I thought were mildly funny. Did you ever watch them? No. <laughs> Collected and hoarded so them. So that's just capitalism, <laughs> Indeed Bo. Indeed it was. All right, Ev, it's time for us to give our ratings. As you know, we rate this song at a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes it's wearing the better. Ev, as usual, we're going to give our guests some time to think and start with you. Thunder crashes. 
there's like a it's not, not a star wipe per se but it's like what like in the old timey like a uh, um silent era where the the camera just kind of like that starts in the, like that little oh, point the iris you know, and it, it iris is out and you see a a mountainside mm-hmm. uh a craggy mountainside mm-hmm. with a, a trail going up and you see coming up this trail is a very very fast uh, because not only is it going fast, but also this is a silent movie era, so it's moving like so the the frame rate's much faster mm-hmm. um, when we when we play it on modern stuff. Did you know actually it's not actually that fast? It's just our modern stuff can't play it at the speed it was supposed to be played. I did not. Good trivia. Yeah. So um, uh, I might have just made that up. <laughs> well, good trivia nonetheless. <laughs> so yeah, it's coming up really quick, and there's a there's a man in a cloak, and he's yeah yeah, and the horses are coming up, and sure. you see the 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 um, carriage is starting to like, go back and forth and falling off, and then rain slashes down lightning um and then uh it cuts to like the title the, the, the title card but like the speech card and it says uh, a dark night in lower transylvania <laughs> on the barbary coast no that's that's not in transylvania that's fine <laughs> transylvania i hate to tell you this is a place you just made up <laughs> what no transylvania what you've never heard of transylvania is that real okay okay <laughs> keep going all right so um cuts it cuts out and then you come to this like tiny little uh uh roadside inn i hate you, you for making me google search <laughs> Transylvania to make sure that i wasn't you see the light you see the light uh, flickering you pull it open and then uh, um it pulls open and it's like a, a scene from a, a pub scene a local pub scene so you've got guys in scally caps you got women in like dresses and like the like the, the specific sort of like uh not lederhosen, but you know what I'm talking about. Like the, like the Eastern, Southern Eastern European sort of like, like it's a dress, but it's very like sort of uh, thick dress, like a felt material. Sure. So you got that. You got a guy pouring uh, beers from a tap in the back. And that's one of those where you sit down and you see our hero, Evan, walk in, made up like a silent movie actor. So my eyes are dark hollows. My face is pale white. Sure. I'm wearing a high cravatted shirt buttoned down, a uh, double-breasted suit, a single-breasted suit, um, tight pants, and I'm carrying a valise, and I set it down, and I order a drink, bartender, and um, like the scene in American Werewolves in Paris, everyone is like, uh, every, or American Werewolf in London, sorry, is uh, everyone is like getting it, we're having a good time, we're talking, I'm singing the song, you see somebody playing a violin there, like that, and uh, um, I'm just enjoying the fucking night, and uh, it's been on the wall this whole time, but there's like a... Uh, um, a series of concentric rings with like triangles and like you can see like little eyes inside of it and uh, it looks like the eyes are actually even kind of moving it's like some sort of cool like that who's that french director from the silent era who was like light years ahead of his time he did uh, earth earth to the moon um oh the one where the rocket hits the moon in the eye yeah that's the silent the smashing pumpkins video that's what you know it from <laughs> no i just uh i know tonight, it from tonight. pop culture yeah okay yeah so yeah it was one of those um and um but it's a uh, it's some really cutting edge special effects like you know like train drives at camera sure um love that movie yeah people were actually literally running from the theater when that happened oh yeah the first first show i know it i reference it in a 2d6 song oh okay <laughs> see you do know stuff say george malay there we go malay is in like malays uh yeah he was very sad <laughs> he took a an aptonym so anyway i uh i point to it and uh um you see my lips moving and I, and then the title card comes and says, what is that? And then everyone does one of those like record scratch moments where they just like set down their drink and they kind of all look at me and their mouths fall open. And then they just like the music cuts out 
and uh, you just see them like like a Tim and Eric sketch where they're kind of like shaking their eyes rolling back in their head and then the next scene cuts to me being taken and uh, burnt alive at the stake <laughs> okay so I'm being dragged there but they're like ripping at me um, as I'm going so they tear off my my beautiful uh, single-breasted coat they break the buttons off they my cravat's still on but it's hanging um, they pull off my spats they rip down one one uh, um, one leg of my uh my pants and then they tie me to this and i'm like looking around not knowing and they set it on fire and i just go up like i'm fucking just filled with oil yeah like because i don't want to i don't want to go slow if i'm burned to death sure so i've uh swallowed do you have a choice in this oh you swallowed i've swallowed a lot of uh of (laughs) inflammable materials coming okay like please just soak me in just uh, ate newspaper the whole night before soak me in jet fuel because it burns hot enough to sure jet fuel does not burn hot enough to melt bones (laughs) Uh uh-huh so yeah, this is a, this song is a, is me with my clothes kind of ripped off, and I was really fucking enjoying it until like it opened its fucking mouth. Oh, okay, the lyrics ruined it for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I'm not saying I don't like this song. Like I said, this is my favorite song so far in this album. Sure. So that's why most of my clothes are ripped off, and that's why I burn quickly. Okay, interesting. Like I'm made of beef tallow. <laughs> Candles made of beef tallow. That's a deep cut reference. I, you're right. Wait. To the Stephen Page concert that we went to oh, where they shit. sang a song about candle in the wind. Beef I tallow, candles in the wind. I remember that. Oh my God. Yeah. You're light years ahead of me, friend. I'm light years behind you. In uh, a galaxy far, far away. Hey, we should That's mention. That's called a reference. We should mention that we're going to be at the Barenaked Ladies concert in uh, Cincinnati in July. If you're going to go. Evan is dying to meet our listeners. Drop us a line. We'll figure it out. Um, Okay. My review. Listener, this song is you. Every day you get on the subway. You dress for work. You get on the subway in your big city live in town. And uh, you go to your job. And every day. What's our job? Uh, Telemarketer. Telemarketer for a florist. They call you and they say, do you need flowers? It's like the 1-800-Flowers thing. Yeah, but this is the opposite where they call (laughs) you and ask if you need flowers. Has anyone died, been married, or given birth recently (laughs) in your family? Do you you have any birthdays coming up? Did you fuck up somehow? Um, So uh, you get on the subway to go to teleperformance to do your telemarketing job. um, And every day you see this beautiful person. And uh, you kind of, it's one of those situations where it's like, a crush but it's such a crush that you feel like you know i i feel like i'm i'm like building a life with this person in my head so you're like, like standing near them and you you're, you don't think they might be checking you out so you're kind of like flexing your arm as you hold your I briefcase don't, I, don't, I don't think that or your i'm sorry your big bag of flowers your big bag of flowers <laughs> yeah um i don't think that they've ever noticed you oh, listener i think right. that they always have their head in their phone playing candy crush and but you're just you admire their beauty and uh all this stuff right and every day you get on the train and you get off and and you go to work and then you go to sleep this one day and the next day you get up and you get on the subway it's an empty platform before you board the train and you get in the subway car and no one is wearing clothes Hmm. and when you get on they all look at you like what a fucking weirdo um and but for the first time you see your crush and they were not wearing clothes and they're even more beautiful than you could have ever imagined them to be and when you get off you finally take notice that the whole world has now gone nude and you go to your job and everybody looks at you weird and people ask you if you have a cold or some sort of illness that you're wearing like these these garments, like a like a sick mask or something. Do you have mm-hmm. chicken pox? Are you trying not to spread it? And the next day when you get up, you say, this is my new world. This is where I am. And you just can't do it. So what you do is you take a sock, uh, <laughs> a tight sock, and you paint it the mm-hmm. color of your dick. And you, listener, if you don't have a dick, you paint it the color of your genitalia Mm -hmm. and you tape it to where it needs to be and you go on your subway 
And that day, your crush sees you for the first time, and they look at your sock, and they kind of give you a smile because they think it's very funny that all you have on is a sock that you've painted the same color as your genitalia. I give this song one genitalia painted (laughs) sock. I love this song. I think it's great. And then they ask you out on a date. Oh my gosh, this could be the start of something hey, beautiful. you want to come to Buca de Beppo with me? Come to the Buca de Beppo. We're going to put everything in our Beppos here. Yeah. Spill hot lasagna on your I'm new gonna body. Order, I'm going to order enough lasagna to feed a family of seven. <laughs> and that's just my dish. Um, I'm going to pay $50 for lasagna. <laughs> this is a good tune. I yeah, like this that's one. best so Fucking, far. This album rocks. Yeah. Ev. No argument here. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Panic and Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Oh, shit. We're going straight into this? <laughs> I know we usually save commercials for later, but not today. We're just blasting on through. How you doing? I, I, you caught me completely by surprise. I sure did. What do you get in like, your omelet? Like a jump scare. What's your least favorite omelet filling? Uh, Cuban teeth. Cuban teeth? Human teeth. <laughs> but yeah. specifically those from Cuba. Their teeth are stronger. It's harder to bite through them. I'd rather have... all the mafongo and like... <laughs> For sure. I would 100% rather have a Laotian tooth than a Cuban tooth. They call me Cuban teeth. (laughs) Is that a joke? I don't don't know, man. Would you rather eat, like, swallow a hard tooth or, like, or just kind of, like, gum on a nasty old rotten tooth that you could actually, like, eat? You started this, man. (laughs) You started this. Both of those make me want to kill myself. So would I rather crunch up a healthy hard tooth or... Squeeze gum up a rotted tooth. Yeah, I think like a rotted tooth is gonna be. Is it gonna? You're not gonna break your own teeth on it. it. Is it wrapped in egg? Is it in an omelet? Can I mask it? Uh, yeah, it's in an omelet. You can have them. You can have them prepared however you want. Sure, but you have to eat them. You can't just like swallow them like a pill. I gotta chew them up. Then I guess I'd rather have a rotten tooth. I okay. guess. Okay. Same. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't want to smack. I don't want to sn- snap my teeth off. I, I guess I, I could. I was uh, looking at my son today. I was brushing his teeth, and I'm like, I'm gonna have all those teeth. <laughs> and my partner was like, What? I'm like, yes, they're all gonna be mine. I'm gonna take them all. <laughs> Did your son have any reaction? He said, They're my teeth. <laughs> Not for long, yeah. shithead. Yeah, I'm gonna trade you gold coins for them. Man, how much have you decided? How much you're gonna give your son? What I think I'm gonna do is buy a bunch of old coins and put them under his pillow, like uh-huh. a, like a cra- like you know like. The Tooth Fairy is just some sort of, like, numismatic demon from, like, Fuck the ancient up. past. And then then when he gets the coins, I will buy them from him for however much I feel like is appropriate for that. So I can change I can change the denomination oh, depending see, on I how see. much he needs. And, and how depending much... on how much you have in, exactly. in petty cash. Yep. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. So what? you're actually spending twice because you're spending on the old well, coins. I really like old coins. Oh, so I don't want to be, like, a coin collector, but, like, I have a couple, like, coins. I mean, just, like, handling them. Like, I have a coin from... Um, like the Levant area from like uh, Mithridates the sixth, so Euopater. So it's like you know, we're talking about like 50 BCE. Whoa! And it's just for like a copper real? coin. Yeah, it's really cool. It's the half. How much is it worth? Uh, probably. It's like just a copper. It's like a sister. 50 BC yeah, though. It's just a copper coin. It was just struck, so it's probably 100, 200 bucks. Like That's it's not 
awesome. It's not like I mean you could you can drop millions of dollars on these things, but this oh, is sure. just and it it came in like a little plastic thing, and I like I'm like fuck this, I'm never gonna sell this again. So I just I just smash up the plastic thing so I could just hold it in my hand. Oh, I keep it wow. by my bed and I like to look at it. How does it feel to know that you are uh, a Cro-Magnon man? That I'm destroying. That I'm, that I'm destroying. That I'm destroying something. Uh, yeah, precious and and. Uh, That's like a yeah. So this is we're talking about old. like time that like Julius Caesar and Pompey the Great were. Around. Yeah, Cro-Magnon man. That's what I said. Yeah. Um, hey. My dad used to leave me. My dad. My daddy. He used to leave me. I owe coupons in his own handwriting for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures. Like, oh. I owe you, let's go to Kmart and buy Leatherhead. <laughs> for, for for the Tooth Fairy would leave <laughs> it? The Tooth Fairy left me these. And I, I 100% like, Dad, this is your handwriting? And he was like, uh-uh, Tooth Fairy. Just looks a lot like, like me. I, I get possessed. <laughs> the, tooth fairy comes, the Tooth Fairy comes to you yeah. in the night. I had so many TMNT action figures. Yeah. So is the Tooth Fairy, I'm curious about like the, like, back, like is the Tooth Fairy, it's got to be European, right? But it doesn't seem denominational. Like, it doesn't seem, I mean, it only, it's, I'm sure it's associated with Christianity because Christianity is sort of European sure. default religion. But like, I don't know. No, it feels, it feels very Germanic sort of yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious as well, to how, how far it has permeated into other cultures. What is Vin Diesel, I guess? What cult, what, what ethnicity is Vin Diesel? He is, um, a mix. Okay. Wasn't he the Tooth Fairy? In the movie The Tooth Fairy, was that a movie or am I making this shit up? Is this like a like Sinbad playing a genie thing? <laughs> it, Are we getting like a, it, it a Mandela, Mandela effect, effect here for me? I don't know. I I remember being there being a movie called The Tooth Fairy. You know, now that you're saying it, like it's it's like triggering something in my brain. A 2010 uh, movie starring uh, Dwayne Johnson. I was thinking of the wrong Fast oh, and the Furious man. So close, so close. <laughs> Vin would have been pissed for you. Too. Yeah, he, he truly would have been. Um, wow, he was a minor league hockey player nicknamed the Tooth Fairy for hitting opposing players so hard he knocked out their teeth. Goodness. Okay. That has actually nothing to do with the Tooth Fairy. No, uh, well, and then he steals a dollar from his uh, his girlfriend's little child and receives a magical summons. It's the Santa Claus. <gasps> and he becomes the Tooth Fairy. This seems like a fun... Yeah, this does seem like a movie. I, ca- I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> We're going to watch the Tooth Fairy next time we get together. The tagline for the movie? You can't handle the tooth. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> oh, man. You know who else can't handle the tooth, Ev? <laughs> who? Who, Saker? That's... Who can't handle my rotted teeth? Thing? I will tell you who can't handle the tooth. It's Jory. Jory has a King of the Hill podcast called Citizen Hank, where he's determined to prove their to their guests that King of the Hill is the Citizen Kane of animated sitcoms. Hmm. Um, all 12 episodes of season one of both King of the Hill and of this podcast came out on the same day. So you could binge season one of Citizen Hank. Season two, I believe, is in the works right oh, now. Wow. And they just they just release them like a block? Yeah. Wow. And you can binge album, them all in album format. I know. That's that's nuts, right? Uh, I believe I'm going to be on an episode in season two discussing... Do you even watch... I've never. Hill? But I think that's oh, good that's to sad. get a fresh perspective. I watched all of it. I watched a little bit when it was on Fox. I know it's on Adult Swim now and it's like... It's getting an all new audience. Mm-hmm. It's it's generally generationally different now. But um but I yeah, I, I liked it fine. Yeah, it's but not, people fucking go it's ape not shit funny. But it is like relatable? Relatable and heartwarming yeah. and like and I mean there's it's quotable. People yeah. fucking there's memes. Yeah, I don't know it's, you it's it's, it's kind in a lot of ways. Is and it? Like it has a lot of like very positive I don't characters remember in it. Any, yeah. I remember my parents loved it. I mean, it has like the first like Laotian like That's true. Laotian and, like, teeth. And like Bobby is like a sort of a, a husky kid yeah. who has 
friends and like I'm, I'm not saying but and like very like no and very like positive and forward and has like a really really confident things like that yeah. you don't usually see like like sure. larger characters portrayed that way sure. at least back in the 90s right sure yeah so um yeah uh, and it's got a positive. Wasn't Dale a conspiracy theorist? It's got a positive. He <laughs> was a conspiracy theorist, but also an idiot. Okay. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, that's true. Um, Citizen Hank is gonna be. You should check it all out. It is great, and it's gonna be great when it happens again. It is happening again. Uh, using that AI board. We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big old wheel and figure out what our segment is for Everything Had Changed. Thanks, that was fun. Spin again. Oh, man. You get this three times in a row, immediately and permanently end the podcast. I'm going to spin it real good this time. Okay. Okay. What did I get? Oh, my God. What if we did it? Mm. Another postcard. Where would the narrator of this uh, song vacation? What postcards would they send and to whom? Oh, mm. boy. So the narrator of hell. this song, I, want, I wanted to say hell, Michigan, almost immediately. Yeah. But I don't know that there's a lot of... So where do you go when you hate yourself and you've burned... But you well, used to a, hate this, yourself. This is everything has changed. So this is like somebody who's going on the first vacation of their life that they're, they, they're like looking forward to. Yeah, right? they're like post-depression vacation. Maybe just the first vacation ever because they could never get... The motivation. The, yeah, the energy yeah. to go on a vacation. So where... If you if you were taking a vacation and you'd never taken a vacation before... With, with your therapist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bring, in, bring in Dr. <laughs> and Donuts. Um, where do you go? You, do you go to Disney World? Disney... That's like the prototypical vacation spot, right? Right. Disney, happiest place on earth. Yeah. I, or the beach. Like, those are like, when I'm thinking vacation, I'm thinking beach, I'm thinking Disney, I'm thinking like, these are so, just like, like or like. Guess where you're going, buddy? Condo. What? You're going to Orlando, Florida. They got condos, they got beach, they got yeah. Disney, right? Yeah. So, okay, our dude is going to Orlando. Our, our dude, our recovering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our recovering. Anti-depression. Yeah. What is a person with depression called? A depressionist? Depressionista? Is there a term? Am I cutting this? Depression mode? Depression. <laughs> You gave me such a look as made to make me think that I was being a shithead, and then you came well, back. You might have been. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Sad punk. You brought me all the way around. Oh boy. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So I guess that's good, right? So, to whom do they send a postcard, and uh, what does that postcard look like? Their therapist. So the person they went on vacation. Oh no, they didn't go on vacation with, with their therapist. therapist no, right? No, no. I think they're maybe teleconferencing with their therapist on a normal therapy day. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm having yep. a great time here, right? Mm-hmm. So, what what's the postcard? Is it a Mickey Mouse postcard? Is it a wish you were here? Is it a I don't know. Is it is a like Wizarding a, World of Harry Potter? Is there like a there's like a Mickey as a double thing, right? Like a so he goes on like a Halloween. It's on Halloween, right? So oh. all, they're all wearing costumes. Halloween's at Disney. Halloween. I uh-huh. think that's at Universal it Studios. I see her point. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So he fun. sends a picture of like Mickey and Minnie in like devil costumes, right? And uh, it's like it's like him having. It's like has one of those little pictures. You know, they always have those like people wandering around taking pictures of you. Sure. Like you can't take your own fucking pictures. Sure. <laughs> sure. Like, and then you pay twenty dollars yep, for the picture yep. they took. So he's got that, or it's like, or it's like the picture of him going down like Space Mountain oh, or something yeah. like that. Hands and like, up. And he's sending it to the person who he wants to fucking go to hell. Like he hates that. He's realized that he fucking hates this person now. Oh. He's sending it to Tyler, the Tyler of his oh, life. Like yeah. somebody back in the day where he was like, you know what? You really fucked me over, yeah. and I'm not okay with that. Yeah. Like I can, act, I'm actually like, 
I wouldn't say at peace with myself, but like I'm getting, I realizing how shitty you were to me. Yeah. So you're sending him this like this like maybe f- this like middle finger postcard. You know, it's 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 Splash Mountain, except it's you know how some people like bring a prop onto Splash Mountain uh-huh. to be like a. I think it's like a big birthday cake that says "fuck you, Tyler" on it. Oh, they won't print those pictures though. If you're flicking it off or anything like that, the, the, oh, the, the shit. they'll they'll just, they'll just so how are you gonna get around? Um, maybe he's holding up to he's holding up a picture of Tyler. And a big scythe. No, he doesn't want Tyler to die. He yeah. just wants Tyler to know that he was being. Well, it's a picture person. of Tyler, and there's like flames around him, and Tyler's wearing like a little devil. Do, do you think it's a good idea if you've cut somebody out of your life to ever write them and say, "Here's what you did to hurt me," or do you think it's always just a good idea to forget it? I don't know. Like I feel I don't like know I feel like that's very contextual, right? I'm gonna have to ask my therapist like, about it. Yeah. I would say that if the person is a terrible person and you cut them out of life because they're terrible. And it would make you feel better to do that. Go for it. Sure. Because you don't care what they think. You shouldn't sure. care what they think. Sure. So if you want to just be shitty to them, feel free because sure. they've been shitty to you, I guess. Sure. That would be my zero uh, knowledge and zero wisdom talk. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, little Ev talk. That was a side. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to my Ev talk. talk. Ugh, yeah. I hate that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so what is he holding up on Splash Mountain? In his postcard? He's holding up a postcard of a chim- chimpanzee. Nope. Try again. <laughs> he's in the postcard. No, he's he, himself, up- he himself is, because he's just having a good time, like for the first time ever. Oh, like, like you left me broken. Sure. And now look at me. Oh, I'm wow. like, it's like a, it's like this is, living a good life is the best revenge, yep. right? Got it. It's one of those. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And he sends it to Tyler to tell him how Tyler. much. Yeah. He, sends a, he holds up a big... Uh, you just see him like dumping garbage plates in the trash. Oh man. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He so just he buys them and doesn't even eat them. He's holding up a QR code on Splash Mountain. And when Tyler <laughs> scans the QR code, it's a it's a it's a uh, a slideshow of him having fun dumping tater tots in the trash. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. Things he knows will get Tyler's goat. Yes, exactly. I like that. Um, wow. This might have been a record we did a speed run of the <laughs> of the wheel for once. We never do that. We always do that. All right, now's the time of the show when we take some emails from our friends. Our fans are stinky little boo-boos. Um, we've got a couple emails that I want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, first is Sarah. Sarah discovered our show and is almost like live tweeting, sending us emails whenever she <laughs> finds something <laughs> notable. So I just want to read a couple, just three emails that she sent us. This is from Sarah Joe. Um, I've gotten through a few eps since beginning yesterday. Grade nine should be used over earliest Scrubs episodes. Theme- thematic match. Oh, nice. Boom. Yeah. I think we maybe did a uh, what should be scored with mm. grade nine, right? Here's the next one. Sarah's commentary. Yep, I'm up to bedside manner. The fictional show is obviously more like Santa Clarita Diet, which also happens to be about a vampire. It's funny, but clearly for adults, not too serious. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thank Here's you, Sarah. Thing. I don't remember any of these segments, <laughs> but Sarah's doing our job way better than we ever could. Last one. Wait, this isn't a job, bud. We're getting paid. We've gotten paid, I think, like $1.10 each at this point. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Evan. Yes. What? Spe- oh, shit. <laughs> She's calling you out. Evan, you've spent days considering how cool it would be to meet alternate universe Evans? Same. Also... Wouldn't it be weirdly awesome slash cathartic to raise your own clone? I have always thought a lot about this. Yeah, it would. That's it. <laughs> Just wanted to read you some some commentary that Sarah had going through. I thought well, it was thank, really fun. Thank you, Sarah. If you make it this far, it's much appreciated. <laughs> she's, she's done. You're giving me stuff to think about. Yeah. All right. Here's our actual question. This is called Question for Podcast from James. Did you reply to her emails? Nope. Oh. <laughs> sure didn't. James says, BNL decides to form a Spice Girls cover band. 
Which spice is each band member? Steven oh. Page is coriander because he's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me bring up a list of the Spice Girls just to see which Scary one Spice, Sporty Spice, Posh Spice, Baby Spice. And there's a fifth spice. All G- Spice. <laughs> ginger Spice. Ginger Spice. So Ginger Spice has to be off the bat. Well, Jim. Jim, right, but... What, what made I, each Spice Girl? Yeah, I don't... Like, Sporty Spice because she's into sports and dresses sportily. Posh Spice because she dresses posh. Like, all of them are descriptions of the clothes, except for the one that's a red hair. Yeah. Is it... Is Did it... they come up with their own names, is my question. Well, that's a great question. Um, I need to watch, like, the E! True Hollywood story of the Spice Girls, or, like, the VH1 behind the music of the Spice Girls. Yes. Is VH1 still even a channel? Probably not. <laughs> um, each of the Spice Girls were given notable nicknames by Top of the Pops magazine. That Top des- of the Pops. Described them and gave them their personas. Um, Wait, what? So this happened after the after the fact? Yeah, they're they like, they were called the Spice Girls. Like, oh, we're just gonna go singing right now, aren't we? They, and then they like go up. And like, <laughs> they uh, they were, were originally called Spice, and then they decided uh, that an American artist already had that name, so they added girls onto the end, and then they were the Spice Girls. And then Top of the Pops was like, "Well, if you're the Spice Girls, you each got to be a Spice Girl. Here's what you are." So they were ascribed wow, their do personalities. Do you think they're Top of the Pops? I'm sure is like a British. Top of the pops. Top of the pops to you. <laughs> Top of the pops to you. Top of the pops to you. I mean, so, do you think they were insulted? Like, some of them were insulted. Like, I mean, Ginger Spice, obviously, she's got red hair. Sucks. Sporty Spice is fine. Baby Spice is kind of like, it kind of walks the line for me. Scary Spice is kind of, <laughs> I don't I don't really, I don't know if I'd like that. Oh, I would be pissed off. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, my God. To be Scary Spice. What makes her so scary? Did she dress like a goth? I'm trying to remember. No, I seem to remember Scary Spice just being like, more aggressive than the other ones yeah, in she, the videos she had like a leopard print yeah weird do you think there were i lost? always thought posh spice was way scarier than scary spice <laughs> i don't remember i don't think i put enough time to to looking at or listening to the spice girls to remember what each one had or what they looked like um do you i have perfect pictures of each of them. no i do <laughs> so you do um so 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 you know them better we've agreed that jim is ginger gingy just because there's no other red hairs right there's no other right. gingers. But I mean... Wow, insulting. Yeah, I would want to be defined by only that. So fucking personality-less that you have to be ginger spice. That sucks. Well, she's actually the one, the only one who's had like... Not the... I'm sorry. One of them married... Uh, the biggest career. Yeah, the biggest career. I yes. mean, one of them married that uh, soccer, soccer yeah, star. Yeah, Victoria Beckham. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, okay. So, uh, which of the Naked ladies But is... she's more than just Beckham. <laughs> we're going to do this... We're going to do this by process of elimination. So, let's okay. start with the easiest one, which I think is probably Baby. Which Naked Lady is Baby? Spice. Let's say it on three. Ready? Three, two, one. Tyler. Oh boy. He looks like a baby. He me. does look like a baby, but Kev acts like a baby. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> is the thunder gonna hurt me? Is there a giant outside? Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I don't know. I think Tyler Tyler needs his bottle. So so but you're you're forcing Kev then into either scary sporty or posh, which becomes difficult. Does it not? Mm, Kevin's a posh spice. Really? Oh, yeah. How is Kev so posh? He likes to go out on the town. Now, we've made up personalities. Tops and and tails. For for each of the ladies. And I don't believe we've ever said Kev paints the town red. Tops tops and tails. Yeah, he drinks out. Here's a 50. Keep the change, driver. Yeah. I'm going out for a night on On the the town. town. And he uh, he drinks champagne out of a long fluted glass and... 
dances with women and like flappers. He goes, <laughs> this feels like a Steve thing. Now we're going out town. No, Steve is scary spice. Okay. You give me your lineup real quick. No explanation. Scary spice. Steven. Wow. Okay. Posh spice. Cabin. Uh-huh. Baby spice. Tyler. Uh, spice? Sporty spice. Ginger. Ebb. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Here's how mine differs. I think my ginger spice is Jim. On that, we can agree. I think um, baby spices, Kevin. Posh spices, Ed. Scary spice. Did you say Steve? Yeah. I think that's Steve as well, which leaves sporty spice to be Ty, which I kind of agree with. He's a big linebacker. He's the sporty spice of the group. He, I think he's the biggest hockey fanatic. Um, I'm going to say that's, yeah. I think Ed's a bigger hockey fanatic than Ty Ty. That might be true, but Ed is clearly the poshest. With those bleach blonde tips, uh, he used to be. I don't think anyone would have ever described bleach blonde tips as posh at any point, even posh. when they're like, hi, and we're talking like yeah. the high days of here's, bleach blonde tips. Here's the thing is posh is such a British conceptualization. Right. And I don't think any Brit would ever apply posh but to what is anything. Posh? posh just means fashionable. Yeah. And like, I think those frosted tips were fashionable. They were fashionable, but like like a like a ripped up leather jacket is fashionable. Like they're not fashionable like posh fashionable, right? Sure. Like there's a difference between somebody wearing like a Dior dress and then somebody wearing like somebody That's, like yeah. wearing a, a sweet like denim jacket that they have a bunch of sweet patches on. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Which yeah, I think okay. is more Ed style. So I think we've come to an impasse here. This is where it ends. Yep. Sorry. This is the end of the podcast. We we did say that we would do this podcast until we could <laughs> until not. We disagreed on, on something, one small thing. On one thing that we could not find a way through. James, congrats. You yep. used to be our uh, our our manager for our label, and now you've broken up our podcast. Thanks for a whole lot of bullshit, James Daly. Just like the Spice Girls' first manager almost broke them all up. Spice up your they life. They had to abandon her and go and hide out in a like uh, three-story walk-up in Bristol. Is that real? How do you and know so fucking a, much about new, uh, the Spice Girls? Yeah, they, girls. Had to, they like basically hunted down their new manager. They like found his house what and like went fuck? to his house and like lived there for a while. That's nuts. They toured the Spice Girls toured the UK without Victoria Beckham last year. They're still around. Of course they are. Fuck, that's they nuts. Are a cultural tour de force, yeah. like bare naked ladies, Spice Girls, world tour. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Tell me what you want. A million dollars. Ev, we done did it. That's the ep that was. You can find us on Twitter at BinDonePod. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash BinDonePod. You can find us on Bastebook for turkey. Bil- Ooh, you can <laughs> find us roaster- on Roasters. Tastebook for after the turkey is done basting. Mastebook. People who just, just those videos of people getting sprayed in the <laughs> face with pepper spray. You can find us on Pastebook, which is a book that doesn't open anymore. You can find us on DeFacebook. That's where you put up your you put up your pictures and then everyone else gets to do whatever they want to them. You can find us on Chastebook where nobody's looking for sex. I'm done. Okay. That's good enough. Um, I mean, I Facebook. Uh, check out our Discord. It's in the show notes. Uh, we're talking about what the best Kevin Hearn song is right now. Um, and uh, my pick is Hidden Sun, I think. Uh, I know you're a vanishing boy, but. Uh, oh, I mean, Hidden Sun's a close second or third. People really chatting it up in there. Um, love that now? Discord. Are love they? that Discord. Uh, our buddy, the Crypto Naturalist, stopped in to say hello in the Discord. There's, Did he type in, in his. Uh, hello! In his... <laughs> Have you heard Crypto Naturalist episode uh, 31, the newest one? No. He's dropped the accent. For oh, season no. two, it's uh, which it's totally fine, but that accent was so iconic and, and imitatable. 
immediately, if you start talking like this, you might be the crypto naturalist. <laughs> it's a Jeff Foxworthy routine. Um, so is he still going to make all the guests do accents too, or are they just going to be? I don't know. I got to figure out my if Jed Van Dorn is even alive in that in the new universe. Yeah, do you think this is just an alternate universe? <sighs> Maybe. I want I want the crypto naturalists to meet old crypto and new crypto. Um, <laughs> God, I imagine him as like svelte and hot, like the new Hamburglar. <laughs> the Hamburglar got hot. Did he get hot? Oh, you never saw the hot Hamburglar? Is he beef? Fuck, dude. He yeah. looked good. 100% all beef. 100%. Um, check out our, uh, our our Patreon for the Orange Groves, where you could now listen to three episodes of Two Snacks, Two and Snacks. Patreon, more like Gratreon. It really is great. Patreon, more like Hatreon. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this again. Evo, um, what you got to plug this week? Great grapes. Great grapes. Great. You grapes. don't want people to buy bad grapes. Yeah. Just great grapes. Don't buy a bad grape. And the thing is, like, you can... It's okay. No one will get. In, no one's gonna get in trouble if you just take a grape from the thing and just pop it in your mouth, just to give it a good taste. I do that all the time, and I feel bad. No, it's fine because if you're gonna buy one, I sometimes I well, based on the taste of the grape. Yeah. Like I'll be like, oh, what does this wine grape taste like? Oh, I don't like that. I'm not buying it. Well, you wouldn't buy a wine grape just to okay, eat. Okay, just picked <laughs> out a name randomly. I'm sorry. No, but like, yeah, I don't think. I feel like if someone's being, I know, I know that food sale margins are razor thin but yeah. i don't think somebody eating a grape to taste it with the intent of buying or not <laughs> is okay so your plug is to steal grapes from your local grocer is to sample the food <laughs> and if it's bad like I when i buy asparagus i'll like rip off the bottom parts i'm not going to use oh yeah well i do because they I charge home. you no i do it right now i do it because they charge you for they it. charge you for it right buck dude so i'm like i'm not going to pay for something i'm not going to eat if you charge me by the pound about that yeah I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, You're you a genius. Be a piece of shit. What do you do with them? Throw them away. There, there's usually like a trash can. Over, yeah, a trash can around the veggie section. Jesus, you're a genius. And you're gonna I mean, save me up to and including 15 cents. And they kind of made their own grape because they don't pay their their like workers enough to even care about that sort of shit. Like there's just some dead-eyed guy stocking like yeah, you know, cilantro. He's not gonna stop me. Fucking unionize Kroger. That's what I got to say. Fuck. That's yes. my plug this week. Yes. Also, please leave us a five-star review and a comment. We'd love to read them on the show. Ebbo. Union boys <laughs> playing with our toys. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in Vote Blue. Week. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and this is my Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at argonautspod.com. Argonautspod.com.